Okay, Larry, it's time for the theme song. If you like to talk to tomatoes, yeah. if a squash can make you smile, if you like to waltz with potatoes, up and down the produce aisle. Have we got a show for you? Broccoli, celery, gotta be veggie tails. Llama beans, collard greens, peachy king, veggie tails. Cauliflower, sweet and sour, half an hour. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Where's Pod, where I'm scared, a podcast where we're all putting on the show. I'm Ashley, your uh, stage manager for this uh, episode, and I'm joined with my good friend Luke. You're stuck on a rhyme, Ashley. Yeah. Have you tried uh, Awesome? Oh, fuck. You got it. <laughs> All right. And we're also joined uh, by our good friend and lead actress, Emily. Hello. I am the Emily. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Just keep that up for the next hour. I'm not going to. <laughs> <laughs> Emily, what the fuck's your deal with God? Ah, <laughs> oh, that's an interesting question. So, um... I wasn't raised religious at all. Like, my, my mom was raised Catholic, but she is an atheist, and um, my dad barely raised us at all, so he wasn't involved. Mm. <laughs> and um, so I didn't... I, I mean, I knew about Christianity and God, and I, I just kind of, like, assumed my mom did, because she just didn't talk about it, right? Yeah. Um, but I didn't ever went to church or anything until uh, I was, like around 11 or 12 and i started getting like existential dread about like oh i'm if i die and i don't go to heaven then like my mom's my mom might is gonna die before me and i won't be able to see her ever again and oh god like everything's terrible i i guess i should like try to like find out more about the afterlife and stuff so i started going to church like all on my own Mm -hmm. like there was there was a church nearby in our neighborhood. It was like really tiny little village kind of thing. And um, I started going to it like just by myself and studying it. And I remember asking my mom like, like, oh yeah, like it, if I'm, if I, if I'm good and do the things in here, I'll like go to heaven. Right. And she's like, just try to be a good person. Like she didn't try to like sway us away from God at all, uh-huh. but she didn't like encourage it either. So like, yeah, it was, I, I remember like keeping me up at night, like just, thinking about death and stuff, which is pretty heavy for, like, an 11-year-old. I don't know what the heck was wrong with me. I guess it was depression, but I didn't know that back then. Sure. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, Um, like, um, and I remember my grandma, like, bought me this, like, Bible for kids thing, because she was really excited that I was going to church, because she's, like, old English kind of woman, and, yeah, like, did you want to ask something, Ashley? I I was just going to say, I also had similar depressing thoughts about death yeah like it's weird is it was it around that time like it was around the time but also i grew up like somewhat near a graveyard yeah i I, there was a graveyard near where we lived too actually so maybe that's something to do with that that's weird (laughs) that's why i'm like quasi goth now (laughs) (laughs) but yeah like and I, i read that bible and i tried to get through all of it and like I remember being, like, really excited to go to church and everything, but I didn't, it didn't last, because, like, again, I didn't get, like, in, encouraged for it, and also, like, I was a kid, so it was, it's, it's hard to, like, get the motivation to, to go to a church every Sunday when, like, you don't have your parents telling you to do it, kind mm, of thing. Yeah. 
Uh, and the, the the Bible I had was like it was all flashy and like for kids and stuff. So it had these like little extra excerpts. And I remember one that was like fucking stupid. That as a kid I'm like, oh yeah, this is fine. Is it's like is masturbation wrong? Uh huh. And it's like you can mm. masturbate as long as you don't have lustful thoughts. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> wow. My mom and being like, oh, this is like true, right? She's like, how do you do that about lust? That doesn't make what? any sense. I... <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> But yeah, like, um, so that's kind of like, yeah, like I, I, nowadays I consider myself like agnostic because like, I don't know, like I'd, I'd like to believe there's a higher power, but I don't think that like, it's exactly maybe what, um, Christianity or any other specific religion would believe kind of mm-hmm. thing. Um, and like, I don't know, I, if there is a heaven, I'm pretty sure if you, as long as you don't like you know, murder people, you're probably okay. Like, just, you know, jerking off isn't going to get you to hell, I would hope. I don't <laughs> think it will. <laughs> but yeah, um, so that's kind of uh, my um, history with that. Okay. All right. Neat. Yeah. Uh, during any of the time with your t- cool teen Bible, did you watch any VeggieTales? I had never heard of VeggieTales when I was a kid, I like I heard about I didn't hear about VeggieTales until I was an adult, and I was like, "Oh, it's probably some modern kids show." Like I I had never heard of it until like semi recently. Well, now um, I do have to ask why you asked a guest on this show then. Because I wanted to talk about my existential dread when I was eleven. <laughs> All right, cool. Well, I got that out of the way then. Well, I mean that's that's my favorite part of the podcast is listening to people talk about religion and stuff. No, no, like, sure, not trying, no, that came out. Differently than I intended it to. Also, the show sounds like it's a it's crazy. Like sometimes good, sometimes really racist. Um, oh god, so I racist! What Ooh. I watched today was pretty good. I actually that, quite enjoyed it. Yeah, this was probably among their better stuff. Was there stuff that I didn't notice that's like super offensive? Uh, like Mr. Lunt shows up for a little bit at the end, and that's never good. But other than that, no. I feel like it was no. I mean, like I saw Uncle Nezer and I saw Mr. Lunt, and I was like, oh, that's. But they didn't like they didn't like do any like weird stereotypes with them. It felt like no. It's just kind of like... Mr. Lunt's voice in general is never good to hear. Yeah, true. Yeah. True. Just kind of every time he opens his weird wrinkly mouth, I'm like, oh, again, huh? There is lots of fun hand stuff in this. Yeah, yeah, there sure is. <laughs> yeah, I never even thought about it until like Cassie would like point out like they're clapping Emily, and I'm like, oh god, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and she and like the guys in the stocks, and it's like I wasn't really thinking about it, and she's like, yep, yeah, I guess his telepathic hands are in there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, we're, we're watching too, a, the Star of Christmas this time. Yeah, it's it's Christmas season yet again. Yeah, in February. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Christmas in February, or as I like to call it, my birthday. <laughs> yeah, this is uh, this is technically their third Christmas special, even though the second one was just a repackaged version of the first. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we also talked about it a bit last time. This is the first one after they made Jonah a VeggieTales movie. The movie that killed them. Yes. Yeah, but I guess they still had enough money to make this. Well, they they went bankrupt and they got bought. And I've been trying to read about like the specifics of what happened. Phil Vischer has 
a very long breakdown of every single beat of the story of Big Idea Productions' demise on his blog, and I got bored before I could finish reading it all. <laughs> You're such a good researcher, Luke. <laughs> it's very long. Why aren't you uh, dedicating yourself to reading all of that and listening to every single one of his podcasts? Yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, Luke, if you just look at all of his stuff, you'll see that he is actually a cool guy. <laughs> right, right. Uh, I do have just one uh, quote to go ahead and grab to, to set the stage for, for that stuff, though. Uh, this is So basically what happened is in the late 90s, uh, VeggieTales exploded in popularity. They were like like making just more and more money every year and they're like this is great this is amazing Phil how Fisher did i read- never even hear of this show back i don't it's so weird to me that everyone's yeah. seen it and i have never even heard of it until my <laughs> adulthood Maybe it was more of an american <laughs> thing than a canadian thing i don't know cassie grew up on it oh well never mind then uh, and she's not religious either her family so i don't know what happened <laughs> yeah uh but um phil visher read a business book that basically said like if you really want your business to grow you need a real big extreme idea a uh, real big idea <laughs> so he t- he basically did a bunch of research and said okay 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 we're making money hand over fist uh selling videotapes to walmart and christian bookstores what if we became christian disney basically oh that is certainly an ambitious idea <laughs> it is it is um uh, the long- if I would kill to go to Veggie Land. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Imagine the mascot suits like not allowed to have any hands, and you just have to kind of like bounce it everywhere. <laughs> yeah, uh, they had. Now his idea was okay. We're gonna write uh, a Jonah uh, Veggie Tale. It's gonna be a little longer than our normal stuff, but uh, you know that'll kind of get us. It'll be a little more epic than we're used to, and then. From that, we'll take that experience and roll it into making a movie for our next thing. Uh, and then uh, Mike Naraki, voice of Larry, uh, uh, decided to... Like, he wrote the script for it, and apparently he just really loved writing all the frame story stuff where they're, like, driving in that car at the start. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, Weird, but okay. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. And Phil Vishen looked gold, at the script right? and was like, this thing is way too long. This is too long. But also, I like all of this. You know what? Fuck it. Let's just make a movie now. He probably didn't say fuck. (laughs) I'm guessing he didn't say fuck. I mean, you're allowed (laughs) to say fuck, right? I mean, yeah, you know. You can't say, like, god damn it, although you really can, but, you know. No, there there, a lot of Christian folks disapprove of any kind of cussing. I see. Yeah. (laughs) Listen, a lot of them are part of the No Cuss Club. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that that is that um prestigious club, yes. So they're working to make that movie. Uh, There's a whole bit in there where he's like, "Well, this Christian movie, The Omega Code, came out with like no budget and uh, made like a ton of money, surprisingly." So we figured, okay, well, we're gonna have to spend more money than they did for computer animation. But everyone knows VeggieTales; they love it, and if we just like, assume that our return will be as good as theirs, we're gonna be golden. It'll be perfect. <laughs> Sounds like a sound business plan. <laughs> uh, and, uh, meanwhile, like, sales are dipping when they expected them to keep growing at the same exponential rate that they were. 
weird how that like stopped, you know. Um, and uh, so they're at a point where they've hired up a ton for the movie. They don't have very much money. They had to like take out a bank loan that they did not like. They immediately were unable to like meet the terms of. Uh, and that brings me to this paragraph that I just want to read from this series of blog posts he did about it. Um, it was clear to me that changes needed to be made to my leadership team. Uh, or wait, no, that's the wrong... Oh, shoot. Where'd it go? Where'd it go? Where'd it go? Uh... I believe in you, Luke. Frick. How'd I lose it? <laughs> How'd I lose it? Oh, no. Uh, 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 uh. Oh, here we go, here we go. At this point, we really had just two options. The first was to press ahead with the current plan to raise enough money to complete Jonah and hope that this film about a waterlogged prophet would bring in enough money to keep Big Idea's own leaky boat afloat. The second was to radically cut back. Stop production on Jonah, shut down the animation studio, and outsource future animation to Canada or Japan, cut the company down from 200 to a core team of 30 to 40 people, and go back to producing just one or two VeggieTale videos per year. Both my new president and our freelance CFO recommended the second, more radical option. Frankly, it was the option that most likely to save the company. At least, what would be left of it. But I couldn't do it. To pull the plug on Jonah and shutter the animation studio, the animation studio we'd been building for nine years, seemed like a decision I should make out of a lack of- or I would make out of a lack of faith. Surely God was pleased with the impact we were having. Surely he was pleased by our <laughs> efforts to have even more impact. Surely we could use Jonah to cover up the mistakes of our past, erase our fiscal shortcomings, and set us on the road to renewed health and ministry. The way I saw it, to choose the second option was to lose faith in God. I wouldn't do it. Oh, oh boy. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this, is, this is some real RuPaul. If God wanted that man saved, I, would, I should just pray for him. God. In his... <laughs> In his defense, the thrust of this blog post is very much, man, I was stupid during that time period. Yes. Like, he's not earnestly standing by those choices, because how could he? They were obviously wrong. That reminds me more, more of the story of the person who's, like, drowning and, like, oh, no, I don't need, I don't need you to pick me up in your boat, because God will save me. And, right, like, right. Well, God presented you with these opportunities, and you didn't take them. Kind yeah. Of thing. So, long yeah. story short, my understanding, because uh, I didn't finish reading this blog, was that uh, they were kind of banking on Jonah to save them, uh, and then it like barely made its money back when it needed to do much more than that. Uh, and then on top of that, they also got involved in a lawsuit with their biggest uh, video distributor. And uh, between That's no good, yeah. So between all of that, they had to declare bankruptcy. They got bought up. I forget who they initially got bought up by, but like these days, they're owned by DreamWorks. Huh. Okay. Yeah, but they like, got bought by somebody who got bought by DreamWorks. Um, yeah, and I just feel like I mean, a this context is important because this is where we are in the history of uh, Veggie Tales, but also I feel like it's important to this episode we watched. Yeah, it's it kind of made me think about it a bit. Yeah, uh, because I I don't have the quote in front of me, but we also have discussed before. Phil Vischer did an interview looking back on this period about how uh, you know it completely like gobsmacked him when. This company he built uh, completely fell apart, and uh, when he finally kind of, I think the phrase that he used was like, when my head stopped spinning, it suddenly hit me. Were we even doing a good job being a religious kid show? Uh, 
And that lead led to him making Galaxy Buck, I think is what it's called, that puppet show that's very, like, goes way more in-depth on religious stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this, this, in that context, this whole movie feels like, like, it's in- completely inspired by that event. Yeah, like, I think this movie is autobiographical. <laughs> yeah. Yes. That's like the whole message of the thing is like, don't go too big. Just the, the the message is what's important. Right. So I guess let's get into it. As soon as the cops get off our tail. Jeez. I mean, I, I didn't want to tell you guys, but I did steal the Star of Christmas. Oh, shit. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, in this reality, uh, Bob and Larry are two, like, 19th century jingle writers. What are their names? Cavish and Millard, I think? Yeah, I was a bit taken back by this, because I was like, is this how VeggieTales usually starts? Not usually. <laughs> like, I thought, like, where's the kitchen table? No, yeah, they've they've kind of been doing away with the kitchen table bit by bit. Yeah, they've uh, been approaching new and frightening uh, <laughs> things. <laughs> yeah. But uh, they're admiring a poster for Dental Wax, which uh, they wrote a jingle for. And uh, I'm not going to remember their dumb names from this one. Larry is very proud of the work they've done, but uh, Bob's just sad. He feels like they they need to be doing something bigger and better, not just advertising dental wax. Because uh, they live in, in old London town, and he thinks that they need to teach the city to love, because it's full of crime and depravity. Because the fucking demon barber... Bar- uh, uh, the demon barber's all over the shit. <laughs> yes, uh, Sweeney Todd is out there, and Bob needs yeah. to catch him. He keeps cutting off a bunch of vegetables. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> People are just finding, like, cucumber rinds on the side of a street. Yeah. Uh, but basically, Bob gets a real big idea when he sees a newspaper ad from one of their friends. Again, I don't remember all the names, but it's Paw Grape. Yeah. Uh, Larry convinces his uncle, Mr. Nezer, to rent them the theater that he owns. Uh, and they have a big idea, if you will, to produce a musical. And uh, they're getting Paw Grape involved because he has invented electric lights for the first time in this reality. It's weird they yeah. didn't go with an orchestra. What do you mean? Electric light orchestra. Oh, 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 oh. oh. I'm sorry. They're <laughs> <laughs> uh, really looking for some Mr. Blue Skies. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, uh, they pa- also invented the the Mario before Mario happened. Uh, it's called pa- the Princess and the Plumber. That yeah, I assume it's a Mario joke. And there's a Monkey King, so like yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Podgrave has also invented a rocket powered carriage, uh, which will be important later, but it's not right now. I like how he mentions uh like internal combustion engines not being shit. This is, yeah. this is that, the way the future's going to go. usual thing of like, oh, popular thing that existed in reality, that'll never take off. <laughs> I mean, if it's purely to go fast, I feel like a rocket is better, right? It seems like it, it runs out of fuel pretty quickly. 
Well, sure. That's true. I mean, Podgrave lives his life a quarter mile at a time, though. <laughs> <laughs> See, I've, I've never watched a show. I've only listened to you to, to y'all talk about the show. So, like, uh-huh. I had to think about, like, what character is this? Like, oh, sure. Is, is he a P? Like, I wasn't sure, right? Right. But, no. Apparently, yeah. he's a grape. Okay. He's a grape. He looks exactly like the peas, so your confusion is understandable. They're even the same color. That's not the green that grapes are. Not really. <laughs> they just like making green orbs. <laughs> you know, it's they were probably easy to model this. back in the 90s. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, he's brought them a bunch of electric light bulbs, and uh, Bob's big idea is, you know, he's it, it's not enough to just have a good story or good songs. They're nobodies. They gotta... Do a big gimmick, something flashy and, you know, spectacular to draw people in. Like, you know... A f- they have to have a big idea. Yeah, like a full CG whale. I mean, electric lights right on the stage. Like racism. <laughs> <laughs> when, when they said they were going to have electric lights on this show, I thought they were going to invent the Christmas tree. Like yeah, the I thought that's where it was going tree. to. But yeah. apparently not. <laughs> Yeah, because that's the other element, is that this show is in three days, they have done, they don't have a cast, they don't have uh, a script, Uh, it's going to be on Christmas Eve, and they have to drum up interest for it. They've really boxed themselves into a corner here. They've done a bad job. Yeah. And like... Much like Big Idea Productions, the failure is really in the planning and management of the production. Yes. Uh... Yeah, and then they sing a song. The, it, the song is like, this is our big break. It's our chance. You know, if we mess this up, we'll never get another one like it. All of their songs are also like 20 seconds. Yeah. There isn't a lot of music in this, surprisingly. Like, I was expecting more. They would, they would like, they would like kind of start a musical number and then just stop after like three lines. And I'm like, oh, okay, I guess we're just going back to conversation. Yeah, it's yeah. how much music you get in a VeggieTale is going to vary a lot. It's just weird because this one is about a musical, right? <laughs> yeah, and also they, they like hint at it because like, like I think um, uh, Bob like he starts like singing before he enters about how big of a production it's going to be and how great it's going to be, and then like yeah he stops after like two lines and they just start talking, and I'm like yeah. oh okay I thought that was going to be a musical number but it kind of petered out there. It kind of peters back in though. Uh, yeah, but for like a sentence and then back out, it's really weird. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, oh, yeah, the Big Idea Wiki very helpfully lets us know that the Princess and the Plumber is a Super Mario reference from the famous Japanese video game company, Nintendo. <laughs> wow, it's a subtle you. reference. I was really hoping they might have some information on the production that Phil Vischer has talked about this being inspired by Big Idea's uh, collapse or what. But no, no, why would they have any interesting information on a wiki? <laughs> Uh, it's just like, oh yeah, this was inspired by Brazil. It's like, fucking sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, Bob has a meeting. I'm sorry, I will never be over that. No. <laughs> uh, Bob is meeting with, I again, don't remember her character name. It's Madame Blueberry. Uh, I figured that's who like that the hottest was. actress in London. Uh, and what it comes down to is she's willing to do the show if uh, the Crown Prince of England will be there. Who's apparently uh, meanwhile, a big Meanwhile, a French reviewer. P is on the phone with the crown prince. Uh, and he'll only show up if she's going to be in the show. So it kind of seems like problem solved. Yeah. They're, they're acting like, oh, like, well, you just need to, like, convince that. And, like, 
Like, it's a big deal, and they keep on going back and forth. Right. Like, like, nah, like just, how do we get both of them to agree? It's like, well, it seems like you did it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. absolutely. So, yeah, they, they tell each other that they'll be there, and it's like, all right, great. Everything's good. And I think he goes into another verse of his song uh, at this point. Because uh, yeah, Larry uh, finally figures out the rhyme he was stuck on. He was he needed a rhyme for possum, and he comes up with blossom. That was kind of a good joke when they yeah. just, he's just going off it the whole time. Like, it, there's a lot of, like, good... In the background, jokes are happening in this special. Like, there's some. More I think later that on. is where, I think that is where Veggie Tales is at its best. Yeah, uh-huh. definitely. Uh, so they're excited. It's their big break. They've got everything figured out. It's all going to be great. There's going to be light bulbs right on the dang stage. Everyone's losing their minds over it. That's like the point uh, that gets her to like even think about it is the light bulbs on the stage. Yeah, yeah. It's, she's like, ooh. Yeah, they kind of <laughs> have a lot of run jokes about like, wait, you can do that? You can just put lights right on a stage? And there's a little and, bit of um, foreshadowing because he mentions it's kind of a fire hazard, but... <laughs> right, Parker's like, yeah, it's a fire hazard, but well, we can figure it out. I'm Paul Grape! That That is exactly how he says it. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, uh, as they're, like, walking out of the theater, real jazzed about everything they're doing, Bob sees a little crayon-drawn advertisement for a local Christmas pageant on Christmas Eve. And he gets immediately intimidated by it, even though it's, like, a crayon drawing. Like, like okay. <laughs> For a I child's really pageant. I want to know, what is this representative of? <laughs> what do you mean? And if they, if Bob and Larry are a big idea productions, yeah. What is the small <laughs> movie that apparently ate their lunch? Oh, I don't think it's so... another movie. It's that like, oh, here's like this humble message of like God's love of humanity that we're we've, we're overlooking and opposing ourselves to. We've lost our way in our <laughs> like pursuit of spectacle. I agree with you. But I think it's way funnier if I think about it the other way. Because <laughs> the answer is they're also Big Idea Productions, I suspect, because we get a look at their production, and Junior Asparagus is a real taskmaster to all these kids. <laughs> yeah, I thought, like, part of it would be, like, oh, you're, like, a real asshole. Yeah, yeah. it never comes up again. The kid just, like, um, uh, just out of... In the background, he learned the spirit of Christmas and right. shows up later. Yeah, like he gives God's granddaughter a giant pile of flyers. Like, all right, go uh, do like this entire like area of the city. And she's like, that's gonna take all day. Yeah, I don't care. Get out of my face. Um, and is this kid with like an allergy that he's just like, oh, just put a clothespin on your nose. Like, right, yeah, I think the problem is the that they're gonna get very so can't sick. Play a sheep. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's like, uh, like Laura is trying to build the set, and all the things are like too heavy for her to carry. And she's like, "Come on, you're not gonna make the best Christmas pageant ever if you're behaving that way. God would be ashamed of your lack of worth at work ethic." Yeah, listen, I am. Ha- I can only pay you a certain amount, but this is for God. Right. <laughs> and uh, Junior's dad comes in, who is like the priest of this church, uh, and he's like, oh, "Hey, how's the, how's the pageant going?" And Junior explains it's going to be the biggest, most spectacular Christmas pageant of all time. And Dad just like, well, that's not, you know, spectacles not, isn't what's important. You don't need hundreds of employees and fancy CGI software <laughs> and 
you know, uh, Hollywood budget. You just need a humble production that praises the <laughs> Lord, Phil Fisher. I mean, Junior. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, like, he tries to get his dad to, like, help him. Like, listen, we're kind of behind schedule, but if you help me, it'll be great. But dad refuses because he has to go he's deliver got, groceries to a starving family. Yeah. But he's got he's got a lot of glitter he needs to put on that stage. Yeah. I, I can relate to that. I, I I did a lot of glitter stuff when I <laughs> made sets. Like, mm, I again, I I would kind of love to hear Phil Vischer talk about this because the what this is about feels so transparent to me. Yeah, yeah. And I would be kind of fascinated if he didn't like see he that. Realize it. it. Yeah. Bro, yeah. I know he's like totally like yeah. No, that's that's what it, that's what it's about. That's what we were thinking about. I don't know. Did we mention what the dad was going to go do? Yeah, he's, he's going like, to go deliver yeah. groceries to a family with no food. Yeah, that's like, and the kid's like, no, paint this. And it's like, fuck, Jesus. <laughs> Oops, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and the dad's just like, no, actually, doing good Christian things is more important <laughs> than putting on a Christian production. He's, yeah, he's, he seems pretty chill about it. He's telling his kid, he's like, oh, oh, you don't understand. Like, he's not, he's not very, uh, like, Luke sounds more, um, uh, like he's like lecturing him about it, but he's not really. Yeah, he's kind of he just like, oh, where he gets a little stern with him. Stern. That's the word I was looking for. Jeez. Yeah. Uh, and they also mentioned that like the uh, church administration has decided that Junior can use the Star of Christmas in the production as long as he's careful with it. Uh, Bob has slipped in here at some point and has looked around and he's been like, I don't know what I was worried about. Uh, and he leaves and he's talking out loud to himself about how. Yeah, I, I, mean, I do think it's very funny how fucking shook Bob is of about yeah. this child's play. <laughs> yeah, it's not your competition. Like you're throwing a big like thing that the prince is going to, and it's just like a little kid church play. There but must then be fifty of these worse. happening in the city, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, he's talking to himself about how he really had nothing to worry about and. Ah, uh, they can have their silly little star of Christmas, whatever that is. And Archibald, as a fancy English gentleman, is strolling by. And here's what Bob said. And it's like, wait, did you say the star of Christmas? And he gives him this entire thing about how th that's like a super, like, old, valuable artifact dating back to, like, the Middle Ages. Uh, and, like, it hasn't been publicly displayed in nearly a hundred years because of a, like, attempted theft the last time it was on display. Well, they also mentioned, like, like, Eric, the metal star-shaped eating guy or something like that. Right. The guy who eats anything star-shaped. And I thought yeah. that was kind of a fun <laughs> Yeah, it was like, he was like, Count <laughs> Eric Vaughn, if it's star-shaped, I'm gonna eat it. <laughs> it's something along those lines. Good joke. Yeah. Uh, and... Yeah, Bob is kind of taken aback by just how, like, jazzed up this guy is about the star and how incredible it is that this church is going to display it. Uh, and he asks him who he is, and he's, like, the editor of the London newspaper. <laughs> and he's like, well, I mean, I'm sure the the newspaper won't publish a thing about a little small school play. Right. And just, like, Gilligan cuts to him holding up a paper with that story in it. Uh, and yeah, yeah, Bob's, uh, like, 
own paranoia and mismanagement of a totally normal situation leads his uh, production to, like, unavoidable financial ruin. Yeah. Weird. Uh, but, yeah, they're, like, kind of freaking out. They get a call from the prince who lets them know that he will not be going to their show because he wants to go see the star instead. Uh... And is this where, like, yeah, Bob gets an idea of, like, how they can lure the prince back and all their audience back. They're uh, just going to put even more friggin' lights on the stage. I, I mentioned that um, I didn't see a lot of uh, overt racism in this, but in the background, there's, like, a poster of, like, Bob and uh, Larry in, like, Japanese-style haircuts with, like, some weird, like, name on it. And I was like, that's kind of uncomfortable. Yeah. I, I'm guessing that's an old, like, opera thing, because the other one is HMS Pinafore. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, but... And well, it looks like it's, like, I think the name sounds... I think they even have, they have katanas and stuff, so it's, like, it's definitely going No, yeah, for it's, no, it's definitely racist. I'm just saying... <laughs> yeah, yeah, <it's>, totally. <laughs> I think it's a reference to old racism. <laughs> that, that they are bringing it, back to the, yeah, for the exactly. new kids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyway... Uh, yeah, the, yeah. Bob is just gonna stick a whole bunch more lights on everything. He gives them a whole rant about how if they're not gonna stand with him, they can get the hell out. But they've like haven't said anything. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, we see they're just like screwing more and more light bulbs into the stage. Uh, the everyone's rehearsing their lines. Uh, Bob's really pushing to get it bigger. And the problem is they've just run out of dang room for more light bulbs, which. No, they haven't. I see so much empty space on that wall. Maybe it's, like, for the electrical stuff. <laughs> sure. But, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, Bob's big idea. <laughs> Gonna keep doing that one. You said that so many times, it's lost all me. <laughs> <laughs> so, Bob's big idea is to uh, put light bulbs on the costumes, too. Uh, and they, like, they're really gonna fucking light up the dark with this one. <laughs> yeah, they're turn gonna off the turn dark. off the dark with this show. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, yeah, so they stick a light bulb on one of the peas who's like a fairy, uh, and Paul, like Bob yells at Paul Grape, alright, turn off the dark! And he does it, but the light bulb explodes. <laughs> and, uh, Bob's like, ah, good enough, you'll figure it out. And he runs to go call yeah. the prince and let him know about their cool new gimmick. And uh, I, I like the visual gag they've got going on here. It's pretty good. Yeah. Like, it, it's, it's, it comes, like, you see it coming a mile away, but that almost makes the joke better because how long yeah. it takes to get to it. Paul sticks a light bulb on Bob's head just says, here, while you're on the phone, just wear this so I can keep working on it and make it not explode. And uh, the prince, who is a big fan of uh, Bob and Larry's jingle work, Still lets them know that he wants to see the star. The only way he'd see their show is if they had the star. He makes Bob do the jingle, which I thought was pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, Bob yes. is just deeply humiliated by it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, there's just a whole, like, dragged out thing where Larry's like, wait, but if he'll only go to a show where the star is, but but the church has the star, and we don't have the star, and there's only one star, so what are we supposed to do if he'll only come... And, like, just really hammering home that they're going to steal it. <laughs> and uh, it just shows Bob, like, doing a Grinch smile as the light bulb lights up on his head. 
It's extremely good. Yeah, it's a good yeah. goof. Credit where credit's due. They still got some good goof juice in them. You hear that, Phil Fisher? You got good goof juice. <laughs> That's my favorite Disney afternoon show. I'm not exclusively mean to Phil Fisher. Sometimes I compliment his goof juice. Would you say that you really like Phil's juice? I love Phil's juice. It's <laughs> <laughs> just, just a nice, delicious V8. <laughs> uh, we cut to the church at night. The Scottish carrot guy, whose name I've never bothered to commit to memory... Is the, I believe it's just Scotty. I, I, you yeah, might be this, right, actually. He has like some name that rhymes with like. He's like Moyer. It, his name's Moyer. The what's his what's his boxing nickname? Oh well, yeah, the, uh, basically he's Larry like, Moyer said it like the sixteen. Yeah, okay. I was, I was saying Larry said it like sixteen times, and I can't remember it. It's, right. <laughs> yeah, he's the night watchman for the church, and uh, he's trying to explain to the priest that like I'm a little nervous because we got the. Star of uh, Christmas just sitting this extraordinarily rare treasure, the pride of our church. You just let your kid leave it in a box on a table. Uh, and the priest is like, ah, come on, you used to be a prize fighter, the pride of England. You can beat up anyone who comes in here. I love, uh, you know what? Mm, I take, I've. I was about to say the idea of VeggieTales boxing is very funny to me, and then I remember they did that. Okay. In the David and Goliath episode, he just has floating boxing gloves. Okay, well, at least they put gloves on, because I'm just imagining invisible fists <laughs> punching each other, and how, like, not interesting that would look. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, as soon as everybody clears out of the, uh, you know, auditorium, Bob and Larry come in and uh, snag... The box that is supposed to contain the star. They open it up, and Larry comments that it looks like a turtle. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's the way he says it is funny. Yeah. Uh, uh, I, a joke I also really liked was uh, they're like we're hiding in the church, and like they like get ready to go, and then Bob uh, Larry is like he's like shaking and can't move. He, he's like shaking, and he's like apparently praying, and Bob's like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm praying my face doesn't get caved in by the destroyer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but they grab the box, and uh, Larry walks away and like his clothes snag on the tablecloth, and they make a bunch of shit clatter to the ground, which wakes up Moyer, and we get a big old chase sequence. And uh, I mentioned like jokes in the background. This is one of my favorite segments of that because the whole time they're running away from him you can just hear yeah. um, Moira the Destroyer just going off and, and it's, it's just really an funny. endless stream of nonsense that he's yelling at them he does like, not oh, stop. I'll never get a tomato and a <laughs> cucumber <laughs> when I'm done with you you'll be breathing through a straw <laughs> yeah uh, yeah, they, like, run up the clock tower, or, like, the bell tower of the church, and he's chasing them, and then they fall down a lift, and he has to, like, turn around and chase them down, but then Larry, like, flips a lever to fling Bob back up, so he's got it. It's a lot of, like, them going very fast, and Moyer just, like, angrily, but, like, slowly plodding after them. Yeah, it's a, it's a fun little slapstick scene. Yeah. Uh, they end up, like, trying to climb a ladder out a window, but then Moyer grabs the ladder, and it falls backwards, and they fall through a different I, window. What he says there is especially funny to me, 
He's like, oh, I'm like a dog with this stick, but I've caught a stick. <laughs> good goof juice. Yeah, good goof juice. Mm-mm, slurping up that goof juice. <laughs> just cut that out as a sound bite and just put it in anytime we compliment a good joke on the show in the future. God damn it. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's another good gag here, because as they fly through the window, Scott goes by like, oh man, it's weird that everyone wants their laundry done at nighttime these days, and it just leaves like a big pile of laundry in yeah. the middle of the road for them to fall into. Yeah. And then uh they they make it back to the theater. They're beaten and battered, but they got the dang star. <laughs> and the actors are like, "Do you, do you want to talk about it? <laughs> do you need to go to a hospital?" <laughs> He's like, "No, good, good." <laughs> no, just show me the final dress rehearsal. And uh, they're doing the big final uh, song. And I, I don't know if I've hammered this idea home enough. Bob's whole thing is like, "Yeah, he wants the glory of being a great theater producer," but he also he wants to teach the city of London to love, and he thinks if he shows them this beautiful love story, that they'll become more loving people. There's Fair a weird joke where Larry, like, sits down in a seat, like, and bends like he does when he sits down, but, like, just flops out of the chair? I guess because he's so, like, just fucking, like, Broken down. Yeah, I thought I thought the chair broke, but it didn't because he just gets back into it. So yeah, but he like stands in it instead of sitting down. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> uh, but yeah, they sing their song, their love ballad. Uh, Bob and Larry are super into it, and as it goes, uh, Paw Grape is turning on more and more lights. But yeah, like you said, uh, all that electricity is a fire hazard. And it sparks and it burns the whole theater down. And completely destroys the star, which does kind of look like a wooden carving of a turtle. It absolutely looks like a turtle. Yeah. Yes. Uh, but you, you can see, like, the points of the star are, like, the limbs and head of the turtle. Yeah. Like, yeah. It, it, you can understand how they'd be like, yep, that's the star. But it also looks, like, really shitty. And they kind of, like, you know, they they were, like hyping it up earlier and I was like okay well I know where this is going <laughs> right right uh, and they're just kind of outside completely defeated because the theater's burned down their show is over uh, they've been beaten so badly and Bob does the classic cartoon thing of going well at least it can't get any worse and then uh, Moyer the Destroyer shows up with the cops yeah. yeah, and also like the peas are like, yeah. listen, we'll, we, we will stand by you forever. Yeah, and then the uh, cops show up and they're like, well, goodbye. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and they get thrown in jail, and they're just like, ah, oh, now we'll never teach the city of London to love. And there's a shitty old man in there with him. He's like, ah, you're never gonna teach anybody to love with your little songs. And your lights. Yeah, he was actually seated earlier. Oh, was he? <laughs> yes. Oh. Who is he? Well, I mean, of course uh, he was seated. He had to grow out of something. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, he was in the newspaper that, like, they just caught the, like, horrible... <laughs> Wait, really? 
Yeah. <gasps> let is... me see. Like, let me go back and see if I can like find. Yeah, that's his, what I'm like, trying to name. find now. Yeah. Was his name like Mister Pinch? Too, oh, Charles Pincher caught again. Yeah, Pincher. Yeah. I guess it doesn't say what he did, but yeah, you're right. Well, that they... he he stole. I, I think... His name's Mister Pincher. I would assume so. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but he's like, yeah, that. Oh, you're not gonna teach anyone to love with your little songs. True love is about doing things for people even if you don't get anything out of it. And I've never seen anybody act like that in this city or any city for that matter. Fuck cities. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck everybody. <laughs> uh, but then, Junior This is known and- as the dark moment of Phil Fisher's soul. <laughs> <laughs> this is after they got put in prison for bankruptcy. <laughs> <laughs> That's a crime, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, and then like the universe proves him wrong immediately because this happens where uh, Junior Asparagus and his dad shows up. Right, and they say like, "Listen, Jesus, who we're celebrating this Christmas Eve, wants us to forgive people, so we're not going to press charges against you. You're free to go." And they're overwhelmed. With, uh, you know, gratitude for this act of kindness. And, uh, they want to go see the pageant now, since they can't do their show. But it took them hours to walk to the jail, so they can't do the pageant anymore. They sacrificed it just to help Bob and Larry, who've been awful to them. You could, you could have gone after. You could have waited one more hour. He didn't want them to spend Christmas Eve in jail. Yeah, I guess, I guess. Uh, But luckily, Podgrape shows up in his motor carriage. uh, His rocket carriage, excuse me. No motors on this baby. Or steam. Yeah. And uh, Larry says, oh, perfect. It's my turn to finally drive this thing. Uh, don't know why they don't just have Pa drive it for him. I, yeah, that was weird. No, because Larry wants to, and uh, the look on Pa Grave's face is he knows he's not getting this back. Yeah. And they definitely could sit someone else on this, because it happens later. Right. Yeah, it's it's a whole thing of, like, Larry goes rocketing through the streets to get them to the pageant on time, but... Well, uh, he gives him some warnings to not use the 11th rocket... And also, right. the brakes don't work when it's in the air, so make sure you're on the ground. And I like Bob says, wait, that that's optional? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, there's just a whole lot of, like, standard cartoon chase bits. Like, they burst through a hat cart, and they're all wearing hats. And they yeah. burst through a bakery, and they're covered in donuts and stuff. And, and, and I was but, thinking, like, oh, I guess they're going back in jail after this. Because yeah. there's so many crimes they're committing. That um, is true. And they I also like, these, these are, uh, are cr- Yeah, go ahead. These are crimes for God. It's okay. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, it's, like, s- it's like when the Blues Brothers did crimes. Yeah. Exactly. It's fine. Uh, I was going to they- say that I really liked how Junior Asparagus looked like he was pumped before they left, but like his dad was like, oh, God, this yeah. is not going to go well. Uh, there are uh, two very good jokes of the sequence I like. To goofs. To goof juice I like. Are, uh, it's a juicy scene. For sure. To, yeah, it's a juicy scene. Uh, and when they go through the hat thing, they're like, look, we're bankers. <laughs> Which is just such a weird... Yeah. Yeah, and the banker uh, is in their in their um, vehicle now, too. And he yeah, never they, says they anything. And it's pick really up weird. a fancy bank man who just sits there <laughs> while they all scream at him. 
You're really scared yeah. about this banker. I don't yeah. understand. <laughs> and, and then they like, yeah, like they're like freaking. It's like Bob's like, is everyone doing back? Okay, back there. And you just cut back and ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, they hit. They run out of steam out of all the rockets except for eleven, which they're not supposed to use. And the drawbridge goes up, and oh, they were so close, but they can't make it. And everyone's telling Larry to not put, turn the 11th rocket on, and he ignores them all. Much like Phil yeah. Fisher ignored all the advice from his financial people about making Jonah. They also leave the ground so they can't use their brakes. Right. <laughs> uh, but unlike Jonah, VeggieTales movie, this plan works. It gets them over the bridge, and even though they crash horribly right in front of the church, they make it in time. Oh, yeah, there's a joke in here, like, they do a freaking, like, David Bowie reference where someone's like, we gotta get to church on time. And they yeah. say it with, like, yeah. the same cadence, and there's, like, a beat. Well, they, they, like, they, like, I don't know what they do, but they, like, they almost bracket that sentence so you know it stands out. Like, yeah. it's weird. Yeah. And uh, they slide into the church, and everyone claps, and again... No hands. <laughs> yeah, the clapping is so weird because they're just all sitting. The models are still while there's just an applause sound effect. What, what, what do you think they would look like? Would they be like jiggling or something? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> if I uh, had a fictional world full of armless characters, I would simply avoid having to answer how they'd look like when they clap. Well, then how are they going to say the show's good? Like, they would they just cheer. Do? Oh. Yeah, well, that makes sense, I guess. <laughs> what if they snapped their fingers, which is even worse? Same. <laughs> uh, but yeah, they all hit the stage, and uh, they tell uh, Bob and Larry to get to work making... Oh, there's a whole thing about, like, wait, how are you going to do the pageant? You don't have the Star of Christmas. And they look over to the manger on the stage mm-hmm. and go, what are you talking about? The real Star of Christmas is always here. And I, w- I was waiting for him to drop that the whole time. <laughs> they didn't disappoint. <laughs> does, does this not break the rule of not de- of depicting Jesus in the show? No, no, no. Because, well, first of all, they don't... They just show a wad of cloth. That's true. And even in and the fiction of the show, this is a fictional portrayal of Jesus. Okay, that's yes. fair. Much like the baby carrot Jesus and the Pisces, which we've discussed. Oh, <laughs> I guess I forgot about that. <laughs> well, we're not sure on Pisces. We need to see Pisces to fully... Yeah, that's true. Pisces does have a halo, so who knows? Uh, but yeah, Bob and Larry run off to go figure out the star situation. Uh, well, the pageant starts, and it's just your your very standard Christmas pageant. If you've been to a church at Christmas time, especially... If you've been to a Christmas pageant before, you know exactly what this looks like. I once went to like a really it was one of the uh, few times I performed I went to church in Florida, the Christmas pageant, uh-huh. and uh, they had a really big Christmas pageant, and I'm like, "This is cool. This is a cool thing." Uh-huh. And then they uh, decided to bookend that with the birth and resurrection, uh, the death and resurrection of Christ. What? That's a different holiday. <laughs> That's a different holiday. I guess they just like, listen, we got a lot of people in here. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. Passion of the Christ is big. Uh, but it involved a man dressed as a bloody Jesus carrying the cross down that's the... That's the thing that's weird wow. about it is, like, that's a dark part of the story, is him dying on a cross. Like, 
that's kind of a sour note for a Christmas pageant. I'll say I was part of a number of Easter plays uh, when I was a kid. None of them involved a bloody man dragging a cross through the aisles. Well, maybe they should have. It was have, really like. weird. <laughs> Like, I think the darkest any of them went, my dad was the main character in one where it was about the carpenter that had to make Jesus's uh, crucifix. Oh, geez. Yeah. And it was like he was a believer in Jesus and it was like so it was like morally conflicted and had to pray about it and stuff. Rough. I'm sure, Je- I'm sure Jesus was ultimately cool with this. Well, yeah, because the whole thing is like, yeah, this is this is awful, but it's part of God's plan, basically. I think. I don't know. It's been a long time. Yeah, that makes sense. That's that. That's where that would go. Right. Uh, the the weird part about my thing is they also did like had like a lot of like pop culture stuff in like the first part. What? Darth Vader was there. <laughs> what? <laughs> like it, it seems like the first half was like here's a celebration of like the commercialism of Christmas. What the fuck? I guess that is the idea like oh we'll reel them in with this stuff and then we'll hit them with the the religious stuff. Yes, yes. Great. But it was very mind blowing for young me to like the place where Darth Vader just walked down now has a bloody man holding a cross. Yeah, man, that's something. Uh, but yeah, they do the Christmas pageant, uh, they've, uh, repurposed some of the light bulbs to make a big glowing light star, uh... Which would be very funny if that burnt down. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Well, see, this is, this is a, this is the right amount of pizzazz, but not too much. Right, exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Because it's about glorifying God, not yourself, you see. Yeah. Even though it is a star... Surrounding Larry. <laughs> I don't know what you mean. They're still glorified. He's got a halo too. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot. Uh, but anyway, I'm just saying mixed messages know. here. And yeah, I don't know why he's on it. Like you don't need to have a person on it. <laughs> have they done? Okay, I'm trying to think. They still haven't done any Jesus stories other than the birth of Jesus, right, Ashley? No. I guess they did one of Jesus' parables. Still? Yeah, like, they, they, they've said stories Jesus has, like, told. Right. It does still just strike me as weird that this Christian TV show spends so little time talking about Christian stuff. Like, obviously, like, Old, Old Testament stuff is Christian stuff. But like not sp- like nothing that's exclusively Christian, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's part of it, but it's not like the whole. It's not the special pizzazz of Christianity. Like they've but told you- us twice now that the birth of Jesus was the most wonderful moment uh, ever, but they have spent zero time explaining to us why that's true. <laughs> well, they. I mean, I guess. In this, to try to say, like, oh, it's God showing his love for people by having it happen. Well, right, yeah, for sure. It's but just like, a case that's of, like... the most... It's just yeah. a baby getting born, though. They haven't, like, done yeah, any yeah, of the work yeah, to yeah. show, like, here's why that's a big deal. Here's what he did and what he said. And yeah. at, at this point of the, it, I was like, oh, this is this was cute. It wasn't, like, like overly, you know, right. what it was. And then 
Tom, Bob says, like, ah, oh, this is the only story that'll get people to understand love. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> this is the only There's story ever. There's a lot of that ever. in <laughs> Yeah. It's almost like, okay. I certainly, as a Christian, as the Christian in here, Christ being born is, of course, a huge thing. The yeah. huge thing. It's a cause Absolutely. for celebration. I don't feel like it's gonna convert anybody on its own, like it's depicted in doing here, you know? Yeah, like, some of those things that Jesus does might convert someone. Right, but... exactly. But they can't oh, depict they, they, any they, of they... that. His mom won't let Yeah, him. I mean, I, I, do, I do assume that, like, Bob in this story is already a Christian. He's just being, like... Reminded of it because it's like old London, right? Like, I think if Bob was supposed to already be a Christian, he wouldn't be planning to do a secular production on Christmas Eve. Yeah, I guess he'd be like, I've got to go to a church service. I just, I, I don't know, I just figured like everyone was in old England. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yes and no, but I, I'm talking like in Veggie Tales world, like if you're Christian, you're capital C Christian, you know? Got you, got you. He wasn't, like, yeah, he wasn't the Christian fact that enough, he's at least. not. The mere fact that he's standing in opposition to a church is, like, coding him as a non-believer in this until the very end. I gotcha. Yeah. I like that you are, like, the Christian of this podcast, like Molly is the boy liker of. (laughs) (laughs) Shout outs to Molly. (laughs) Shout out to Molly. (laughs) Anyway, uh, yeah, I don't know. It just doesn't, like, if I, like, Ashley, how you doing? How's it going? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. What if I told you that one night uh, Joseph and Mary went to Bethlehem, for Mary was uh, great with child, and she... Oh, good for her. Yeah, and she had been told by an angel of the Lord that it would be... Uh, the son of God that she would uh, give birth to, for she was a virgin, even though she was pregnant. I'm sure Joseph has a lot of questions. Uh, you know, I think he got it sorted out. He had a lot of, like, prophetic dreams. I don't remember exactly everything, but, you know, yeah, he, he knew the score. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. Like, as long as they're polyamorous. I, okay, he, he we're getting off God track. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, they go to Bethlehem uh, for the, the census being conducted uh, for a bunch of other reasons that aren't important to this part of the story. Uh... But, uh, yeah, and Mary gives birth, but there was no room in the inn for her, Ashley, so she had to give birth to this child in a manger in a stable, and, uh, you know, the son of God, who would bring peace on earth, was born in the humblest of conditions, and an angel appeared to shepherds and said that, you know, go celebrate for the, I bring you good news, don't be afraid, the son of God has been born, uh... What do you think? Are you a Christian now? Uh, no. Okay, maybe I didn't tell it good enough. Let me try again. Let me try. Um, what if it was, like, that um, one episode of Bones where uh, Celie Booth and Temperance Brennan, uh, who's pregnant, are on the way to an inn, but then they can't get into the inn because it's all booked up, and she starts going into labor, and they have to give birth in the barn. Like Jesus did. I've never seen Bones. <laughs> I just I'm like reminded of that with Luke talking about that, and I can't believe they tried to have a Jesus 
like birth allegory on fucking bones, and I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, that's that's uh, that's something else. It's a bit but, of a, t- it's a bit of a tangent, but it just came into my head. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, it is not the kind of story that, like, if you're not a believer, you're gonna look at and be like, "Wow, God sent His Son to be born in a manger, huh?" Well, now I'm Christian. You know, it's just I I don't feel like that's the role of the story. Did you mention yeah. the wise men? Because that's important, right? Uh, okay, well, so a lot of times <laughs> in nativity scenes, they will include the wise men. In the Bible, the wise men do not show up for years later. They see the star of Bethlehem that night that he's born, but they live very far away, and it takes them years to make the pilgrimage to visit baby Jesus. You know, that's fair. It's, it's one it's of those things where, like, if you only have, like, a, you know pop culture level of knowledge about Christian stuff, like, yeah, you assume they're also there, but not actually. Yeah. Like, you know, I've had a lot of people give uh, late gifts. <laughs> yeah. Got, it's fine. Got that gold frankincense and myrrh. But no, I just don't feel like the point well, you, of that story the is... The is giving me the missing special edition. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got it for you immediately, and I didn't see that it would take the months to make it. Also, I'm I don't ha- know I'm, why. I'm shipping it to me first instead of just straight to you because I want to see it. That's fair. I don't know why I'm like putting you on blast because you did a very nice thing. <laughs> oh, this is a reference to a thing that actually happened. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, uh, but no, I just like. The point of this story is, like, to celebrate something you do believe in, not to convince believers. Like, of the two big Christian holidays, Easter is way more of that. And even that, I wouldn't necessarily say is that, you know? Yeah. Anyhow. Uh, they, uh, leave the theater, leave the church, rather, and Mr. Nezer is there. He found out that his theater got fucking burned down, and he tells them that they have to come work off the debt they have to him at his factory. Which, I mean, huh. it's, it's like, shitty, but, like, they had no comeuppance for all the shit they did. Oh, no, 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 no. My concern so with it like... is that that loops it back into the first appearance of Mr. Nezer. Oh, I see. And this is an origin story for Rack, Shack, and Benny. Is it now? <laughs> Apparently. Okay. <laughs> I'll take your word for it. This is the only episode of Veggie Tales I've ever seen. So. Yeah, uh-huh. Uh, but they're going to do one last thing that evening. Uh, they go and bring uh, tea and cookies to Mr. Pincher in jail. Proving ah. to him once and for all that love is real. No. Oh, how nice. Is is nice. And that's how it ends. Hey. Uh yeah. I don't know any oh. any last thoughts about it? Yeah, I'm gonna be honest, Luke, I forgot to make a question post. Fantastic. I think oh, I have fuck. You know what? I don't get I, to do a question post. <sighs> I think we got one or two questions in the Gmail that we didn't get to last time. Um, okay. Because I clicked I, I on like, them and that marked one, them as red. So then when we went to look at questions, uh, I forgot that I clicked on them. One thing Ooh. I will say is like this: like, I've never seen the show before. This was pretty entertaining, and like if it was like if it did appear on TV around Christmas time and it was on, I'd watch it again. Yeah, it, like, it was totally sure. fine. Like, I, uh, of the VeggieTales stuff, this is among the better ones. I, I laughed, like, quite a few times during it. Yeah. Like, it, was, it was cute. Yeah. We talked about penguin eggs, right? Yeah, yes. you did. Okay. 
then I guess I only have one from the Gmail, which is just, hey, what's the Holy Spirit's deal? Like, I kind of get the father-son thing, but the other part of the Trinity never really made sense to me. Should have done some research before I answered this question. Uh, well, you see, I just have a Wikipedia page open. Let's see what Wikipedia has to say about... Uh, it's got, you know, different entries in here for all the Abrahamic religions. Uh, according to Wikipedia, in Judaism, the Hebrew language phrase... Ooh, not even going to attempt to pronounce what Holy Spirit is. Uh, is a term used in the Hebrew Bible and Jewish writings to refer to the spirit of God. Uh, the Hebrew terms blank, thy Holy Spirit, uh, his Holy Spirit also occur. The Holy Spirit in Judaism generally refers to the divine aspect of prophecy and wisdom. It also refers to the divine force, quality, and influence of the Most High God over the universe or over his creatures in given contexts. For the large majority of Christians, the Holy Spirit... Uh, member of the Trinity or Triune God manifested as Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, each person being God. Two symbols from the New Testament canon are associated with the Holy Spirit in Christian iconography, a winged dove and tongues of fire. Each depiction of the Holy Spirit arose from different historical accounts in the Gospel narratives, the first being the baptism of Jesus in the Jordan River, where the Holy Spirit was said to descend in the form of a dove as the voice of God the Father spoke, as described in Matthew, Mark, and Luke. The second being the day of Pentecost, 50 days after... Uh, Pasha, where the descendant of the Holy Spirit came upon the apostles and other followers of Jesus Christ as tongues of fire as described in the Acts of the Apostles. Called the unveiled epiphany of God, the Holy Spirit is the one who empowers the followers of Jesus with spiritual gifts and power that enables the proclamation of Jesus Christ and the power that brings conviction of faith. That clears it up, right? Yeah. Everyone understands well, it, it now. It, it made sense to me. I mean, like, the first, like, it, you, you kind of went off, like, on a long thing, but like the the beginning, it's like it's just like the power of God or like that unknown like feeling of holiness. Like that's what it's supposed to be. It sounds. Like. Yeah, my understanding of it has always just been. I mean, I feel like more so than God the Father or Jesus, you really only ever talk about the Holy Spirit in Christianity as part of that triumvirate. But it's just like. I don't know, my my thinking about it is always it's just a more like effervescent, like omnipresent form yeah, of God and God. Kind of what I was God's trying to say, all I guess. omnipresent, that's kind of his deal. He's just all everything. It's the ethereal aspect of God. Yeah, which is also all of God because like that's the deal. Wasn't that the point? Is that all three of them are God? Yeah. They're like they're all three of them are distinct entities and the same guy at the same time and like the fact that that is contradictory is like an important part of christian theology okay yeah mm-hmm. i yeah there's some people that like make a big deal out of that like well that doesn't make any sense and like yeah it's religious stuff like it doesn't have to yeah no i mean that makes sense to me <laughs> yeah. um mm-hmm. uh actually like when i mentioned earlier about like how i don't really um attribute to a religion a lot of times when you talk about christianity in particular luke like the way you describe it and the things that are important about it to you yeah. you make it seem really appealing well i do what so, i like, can <laughs> yeah like i mean like like you talk about how it's just about love and loving other people like i i don't know that's great i, I love that part of it yeah, all i do too <laughs> uh i guess uh i guess we're done then though right I feel like mm-hmm. I talked fast this entire time because I have well, something I have to run and do yeah, after we're, on, we're done. We, you, you gave us a time limit, and I think we're about to meet it, so... <laughs> yeah. You did a good job, buddy. 
I yeah. hope it wasn't still just, an enjoyable episode for the listeners. Yeah, I, I apologize I if this one came off as slightly rushed. I've just been had one eye on the clock this entire time. <laughs> no, I, I think it's fine. I think we did good. All right, um, great. But Luke, if you very slowly want to explain where people can find you online. Well, <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at SSJ Speed Racer. Uh, where you can find... Uh, can you spell that out for us? Uh, that would be S-S-J-S-P-E-E-D-R-A-C-E-R. Uh, I, I mostly just tweet about bullshit. I get mad about politics sometimes lately. Well, slow down. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can find other shows that I do on AudioEntropy.com, such as Let's Place, where we objectively rank every video game ever published. Uh, Teenagers with Attitude, which Emily is also on, probably more often than I am. Uh, yeah. <laughs> all about Power Rangers. Uh, me and Ashley also do a show called Reprise Kids, which is about the Spy Kids films that started off at a dubious level of quality and have only gone down. You're excited for that fourth one. Oh, I gotta watch the fourth one tomorrow. I don't want to. Are you are you all doing the Netflix ones? No, I pitched that and I was shot down hard. Mm. Yes. <laughs> Gotta do something else instead, though, right? So well, we have plans. We have okay. plans. Okay. Emily, do you want to plug anything? Uh, yeah. Um, I'm on Twitter at this is Emeralds, and um, like Luke said, we're on TWA, and recently we recorded a Sonic the Movie podcast, which much like the movie is not super bad or super good. Just, you know, pretty good. So listen to that. Yeah. Uh, Ashley, how about you? You can find me at your other brand with an underscore on Twitter and a dash on Tumblr. You can find me also at audiohp.com with a lot of those other podcasts. Uh, and also at uh, hyenacackle.com and also at patreon.com slash ashleyleeminer. Give Ashley your money. Yeah, give Ashley some cash. Some cashly. Yeah. Uh, if you have any uh, corrections, especially with regard to uh, religious theological stuff, uh, or longer questions that uh, don't work well on Twitter, uh, or if you would like to guest on this show, particularly if you are from a background other than uh, white Christian or white lapsed Christian... Because I'd really love to get more uh, different viewpoints on here. Uh, any of those things, send an email to VeggieTakes at gmail.com. Uh, I do my best to answer everybody. I only check it about once a week when we do this show. So there's good odds it might take me a while to get to you. But I, I'm pretty sure I've answered everybody who's written into it at some point or another. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. Yeah. I think that's going to do it. Yeah. Um, but until next time, remember that God made you special, and he loves you very much. And so do we. And so do we. Love.